is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. We're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer. There will come a moment when no health service in the world could possibly cope because there won't be enough ventilators, enough intensive care beds, enough doctors and nurses. That is the moment of real danger. The new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control and this news about the new variant has been a uh, an incredibly difficult end to, frankly, an awful year. And it's important for everybody to act, essentially act like they might have the virus. And that's the way that we can control it together. The way ahead is hard. And it is still true that many lives will sadly be lost. Our advisory group on new and emerging respiratory virus threats, nerve tag, has spent the last few days analyzing this new variant. It may be up to 70% more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You, you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Assume you might be infectious. Assume you might be infectious. And that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Today, the United Kingdom's chief medical officers have advised that the country should move to alert level five, meaning that uh, if action is not taken, NHS capacity may be overwhelmed within 21 days. And it's going to spread further. And I, I must level with you, level with the, the British public, um, more families, uh, many more families, are going to lose loved ones before their time. Your colleague on stage, John Edmonds, has just sent me a statement saying that as far as he's concerned, this is the worst moment of the epidemic because of the extraordinary inf infectivity of this new strain. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a horrible moment, for sure. I to say, as I'm really sorry to hear about your two relatives who died from this virus. I mean, it is a very dangerous virus uh, for many people. We're looking to move to a different regime, so as we come to the fourth step, we will change the basic tools that we have used to control human behaviour.
reading that law line. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are, in a coup they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Folks, all right to start of a new week, another start part on hours. I was debating whether to uh play uh Saint Arafat at the beginning, what with uh France being lit up on fire with uh people having kittens about it and what have you. But uh, you know, what? It's, it's not that new. Um, France being set on fire by its uh invited in Islamic hordes. What can I say? Uh, you reap what you sow. Uh, so today we're going to be doing uh, the NIH FOIA release, which was done by The Intercept. I think there's some very, very interesting nuggets in there that uh, we should be going through. And I'm going to... Hang on. Wrong, wrong, wrong app. Let's do this. Let's bring Rixie in, and then hopefully we'll be... In the apologies if things seem a little bit discombobulated, but it is the summer. Um, the how should we say the 20 amp ring main, which I've got trying to run everything on <laughs> on the top floor, just just doesn't cut it. And the kids, I, I can't let them have all their computers on basically, and the AC, so uh, they've been playing with daddy's computer. 
Let's see if uh, we can get Rixie in here. And uh, what's been happening since? Well, I can tell you that um, Shogun Rikasu has not been well. I felt a little off color since, uh, shall we say, drinking a little bit more than uh, I should. I shouldn't be drinking at my age. And, uh, you know, I've had a sore throat, feeling a bit a bit uh, weak, as it were. But uh, Commander Rikasu feeling much, much worse. And uh, I guess that's him acclimatizing to the uh, the the Japanese heat. It's, it's a summer. Summer sucks balls here. It was 38 degrees, 39 degrees. And uh, not, not, not pleasant. You just, <laughs> just got to huddle down, huddle down by the AC and uh, pray. Pray for these. Pray for the autumn and winter months to come. And uh, got in the chat, Church Rappy, good to see you. Uh, Taxwaiting Blick is in there. Good dog, uh, Chris. Good to see you. And Sven, good to see you too. And uh, I don't know what uh, what's taking. Call again. Call again. I'm ready now. Uh, isn't it this? And I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm opening up uh, invitation here for anyone on. Uh, did you know the Mark did a farewell stream last night? Yes, I watched that. Very, um, very, very sad loss to the OSINT community for um, Mark to be pulling out. Um, I look. It. Uh, it's tough doing this work and the you know unless you've got millions of viewers like and you know literally getting there through uh through misinformation like uh, i don't want to have too much of a pop at the old man campbell but you know the the amount of viewers that he pulls into his channel where um literally he gives a now a vanilla version of what we do and but say it i'm i'm not happy at how he just he was just swallowing the the corporate line hook line and sinker for a very very long time the harm was palpable uh i got an echo there commander rikasu <laughs> Hold on one second. Speaker. Oh, let's leave that one. Sounds. Is that better? I think so. Um, yes. Okay, so let me, let me just uh, switch screens. Do this. Should be good to go, sir. Um, let me put the chat in its place. That's true. Nobody, nobody really cares about your face. Except the enemy. Give some nightmares. 
<laughs> How you feeling, bro? I know you've been. Uh, did you get through that bag of uh, shopping we dropped off? Well, I haven't got all the way through it, um, but I have. I've consumed a lot of vitamins and minerals, so. And feeling so somewhat better. I, I'm finally starting to feel a little bit better. I'm. I know that I'm waiting to see because. Because I, I think, I th I th I think I've I've hit the peak, and I'm going down. But the way to know is because when I lay down and I sleep, that's when the crud like starts to re re gather in your lungs while you're sleeping. So that'll kind of be the test in the morning to see if if like how much clearer it is. And I, uh, I, I mean, I think, the... I think I'll be get on the right side of it. Um, do you think uh, the antibiotics helped? Absolutely. I felt uh, I I took them because I felt so bad this morning, and I and by this afternoon I started to feel a lot like it was a noticeable difference about a few hours after I took the antibiotics for the first time. Yeah, this is. So uh, I'm, I'm glad I did that. All those people going on about quercetin and zinc and vitamin D and uh, what have you. Um, there comes a time where you've got to step in with some, uh, you know, something a bit more uh, heavy duty. And uh, you know, the vitamins. Well, I mean, you hit, you, you hit me with you hit me with like twelve different things. So, mm. I mean, we got the horse wormer, we got quercetin, we got everything. So, like. I mean, if this doesn't kill it, then then it's not COVID. So there is um, a there is a wave going through Japan at the moment. It's difficult to get data on it as they're not recording it right now. But um... well, they are still recording the deaths from COVID, which is how we know that they're still getting like each wave. At least I think the data that I had had the last wave as well. So it, uh, up, it had the well, we had it up until the last trouble. the last few weeks, and then they stopped. They had a very good website that was keeping track of it, and they said, "Oh, we're not doing this anymore. We're considering it just like seasonal flu." And um, yeah, I mean, well, the problem is, is that it's, it's I mean, it, it is. It, so this is actually something I was thinking about today, as I was talking to. Um, our new friend. Um, mm -hmm. I was. <clears throat> I didn't know if we wanted to like discuss that at all right now, but um, just well, like it's just about whether whether we want to give away movements. <laughs> in the, in, yeah, ahead of time. Um, I waited. I waited. I waited till the last minute to to tell anybody that I was coming here. So and. Uh, yeah, best, best just to keep that on the down low for the moment. And um... yeah, well, but the bottom line is is what we're saying. I was I was sitting here thinking today, you know, because I know that you and I have for a while, like when when um, when Omicron came out, I was I was re relieved because it was more transmissible. It was more upper respiratory infection instead of lower. Um, so it, you, in that sense, it was, it, it was much better, but the problem is, is that 
and you are you are absolutely one hundred percent correct in trying to ask the question. Okay, but are those epitopes of concern? How many of those epitopes are still working? And and after my discussion today, like I still agree with you that um, or I, I I'm more and more becoming concerned about what's actually happening like in the background yeah, because it's, it's just as I, we I, keep as we keep getting reinfected where it's so I, I agree with with the thought process for treatment of being we need a multifactorial approach that because right now what we're doing is not sufficient because right now we're not we're not solving the problem and we're assuming that okay because it's it's weaker itself it's not causing as much pneumonia that the problem is solved. And it, it's not. And the, the reason we know that is because the immune suppression things like neurodegeneration, cancer, all those things keep rising. So I think you're going to end up being proven right. Oh, God, and I hope not. I'm, gonna... <laughs> I'm just, yeah. you know, that's, well, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm hoping it plateaus it might, it might and then, and then goes, goes down. Um, that that's what Hard I would too, hope. But, uh, the... but it, yeah, it's definitely so. But but the, what I was going to say is that the fact that it, it is a seasonal virus, or it should be by now, but in Japan especially, and in still the rest of the world, it hasn't fully transitioned to only being seasonal, and that's what's concerning to me because because it should, because even if it's worrisome and these epitopes are worrisome it it shouldn't be mutating so much that it is still able to continue to keep going wave after wave around the world that's what concerns me right now even though it's because if you if you're right and the data all says that you that you are that your initial intuition well, is correct let's just, let's just be yeah. um it's not a new idea Bad. right we, we looked at that paper you know, there's a there's talk about weaponization of prions and amyloidogenic processes, and you know, the, the, remember the sentence very clearly, which is, we could, it may be possible to put it into something that acts like a mild cold, but is seeding you with um, a, aggressive amyloids, and you know, that's a multi yeah. multi year assault basically in in the injuries that it could, or the disease that it could cause. And, you know, that question is still... Well, that, that's so, right. I'm sorry, say well, that again. Well, this, this, no, I was just going to say that this is the next generation warfare we should be talking about. Not ah, this stupid... Ah, Salo. <laughs> you had enough? Sorry, Gigi uh, Bakshi, St. Bakshi just... Uh, rattled on there which means uh, someone someone was kind enough to send Damn it. Damn it. no one heard what stop, you said stop donating when i'm talking people <laughs> no, don't listen to, don't listen to rixie you. keep sending them how dare <laughs> actually i mean maybe that's what we should do right? like maybe they want me to shut up that's the but well anyway what i was saying is that robert malone needs to shut his mouth about psyops because this is the next generation warfare we need to be talking about mm. Because yeah, this there's, is, there's, there's something beyond just the mind games right now, potentially. Exactly, exactly. And, 
Well, no, I mean, unless you're JC. In which oh, case, he, did, he, he, he had um, Peter McCullough on, and the wait, what? Peter McCullough was on Jay's stream. Doctor McCullough. Peter McCullough was on was yeah. on Gigastone Biological. Yeah. Wow. Gigastone. Okay. <laughs> and um, all right. You know. Uh, it was short, but the. Um, I mean, I'm still get, I'm still getting over my sickness, so I don't want to watch it right now. Mm. I, I don't, it'll probably make me worse. But um, <laughs> P- Peter McCullough seemed pretty much on point. You know, his he was he he is right that there was a concerted effort to shut down uh, the approach using early treatment. Um, everything was thrown into the vaccine bin, I guess, for want of a better expression. And um, we're still in the uh, rather tricky situation of, well, if we're looking at next-gen biowarfare and you're gene transfecting an amyloidogenic peptide, how much is that contributing to these long-term um, conditions? And um, that, that discussion didn't come up. Um, it it needs to be raised more, and I, me personally, I would like to see a more balanced discussion about it with respect to it not just being the vaccine itself, right? There's the amyloidogenic peptides are there, and in fact, there are more of them in the virus that we can identify. It's just the the shot gets it past immune barriers and into organs where it has potential for long-term harm. And these these are questions that are... Right. But, but at the same time... Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Um, the, uh, there's a slight delay. So, like, I don't mind interrupting you, but it sounds way worse when, <laughs> when there's a little bit of a delay. Um, but basically, um, the... The fact that they're that that they are so focused on the vaccine, um, I mean that's why we're writing our book. Or I don't know if we talked about that yet or not. Yes, yes. I mean, I, 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 it's not a secret. Okay, we're going to okay. attempt okay. to write yeah. as much as we can into a format that's as accessible as possible and try and get it out as quickly as possible. Um, is it is it going to be a yeah. polished gem of I don't know. Uh, um, I think it's just more important to collate what we do have and um, uh, 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 make sure it gets out there so people yeah. are, know how to ask these questions. And the well, well and no, understand that that because what Jay would I know what Jay would say. He would say that that it's not the virus. It's not the same virus, and. It's all about the vaccines, but of course, Jay is also saying that you know it. It doesn't even matter about the peptides in the vaccines. All that matters is just the transfection itself. Which you know, Christy and and Mary and well, like we've all and Joanna, we've all pointed out that that's ridiculous. That it's not that if it was that simple, then well, it, we wouldn't need to be talking about this. But we are because we're seeing like here in Japan. Okay, well they're they're all vaccinated 
and they're not being vaccinated anymore. And we're seeing these. Well, I'd, I'd be careful about saying not being vaccinated anymore. They've, they've just gone and done another round as far as I'm aware. Really? Yes. And, wow. Wow. Um, it, it, I feel really terrible for the old people here. Uh, I mean, Jesus. Don't feel terrible for my next door neighbors. I'm, I'm praying they're lining up every, <laughs> every round. <laughs> but uh, those old fuckers are still there. I'm a, all right, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Christian. I'm not supposed to be <laughs> killing people. Are, your neighbors are your neighbors are special. Um, they are a special group. Look, I've so. said this before, right? If I saw them collapse, like I've got, you know, because I got surveillance everywhere, right? But I saw them keeled over. I would go and help them. I absolutely guarantee you. If if the situation was reversed, they would not, right? And um, that's that's the type of uh, people that we're that I'm dealing with. But thank, thankfully, they are, you can see that they're aging um, substantially. That's all I can say. <laughs> Wait. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a, I've, I've learned that there's an interesting, life has to be really interesting for a, for a neuroscientist like you who spends so much time observing people and primates and understanding what's going on behind the, behind the scenes and the brain. So I'm sure you you get to laugh in, inside your little head all the time when whenever you see things because like, yes. like just like things like that it's got to be fun. So wait, so you're telling me that that uh, that Joe Biden isn't fully competent to to eat his own breakfast? Like you can tell that all the way from where you are. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Once yeah, once yeah. once you know the patterns of behavior. They they become very, it, it leaps out at you, and you know, spend enough time around primates where, you know, well, given the environment, that their their behavioural stability is far more reactive, and you get a full, the full repertoire of primate behaviour, right, and in a sort of reflexive manner, um, and then you see it emerge in in humans, it's. I'm not. Well, I'm not saying uh, people, uh, we evolved some from. Would say, some people would. Yes, yeah, some people would say that you that like observing you is like observing primate behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they've rubbed yeah, off on me. What can I you say? Can't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Let's uh, yeah. let's let's do a small talk. Let's get into the uh, NIH emails because um, I, I think it's quite a significant uh, development personally again shout out to the intercept um and everyone us right to know um broken truth who's putting out for anyone in the us that is holding trying to hold these people accountable um we all owe them a huge debt of uh gratitude and the um, the, the pieces of information that we're able to pull out and you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, of course, and knowing what we know now as well, um, we can see where they're lying, and how they how they were trying to game the system, cover things up, hold um, what else? 
Yeah, hold hold the public in contempt with respect to their um, positions that they have. They get they're given positions of trust uh, in this uh, in the hierarchies and institutes that we've made, and they're they're very very obviously uh, abusing those um, under the pretext. And this is the worst part under the pretext of the academies and academic science, while at while at the same time engaging in bio warfare research, it's it's that simple, and that uh, a hammer needs to come down on tag in there or something. Um, the that needs to be broken apart and smashed into a million pieces and scattered to the wind so it never, ever happens again. We can't have this lack of accountability and the... Well, I just talked about monkeys and, and their quick, quick range-of-the-moment reflexive behaviours to environment. Their reflexive response to cover things up and to obviously go through uh, burner channel or burner phones, back channels, etc., etc., because they know that they're engaged in activities that the public would find reprehensible. I think that's actually a, like a really good way that I've not heard it explained before, which is impressive because I was one of the people who've discovered a lot of this stuff, and I've I've never heard people explain it, but. But you're right, that reflexive, the fact that their instantaneous response, their natural go-to null hypothesis response was to protect themselves, not the people that they claimed that they were going to be protecting, that that should speak volumes about what their actual priorities are. And, and, it, and it does. I mean, what's... what's crazy to me is that that every every single time anything comes out about these things there is never anything good that we discover in these things no. there's there's never like there, there's never that voice in the crowd saying you know maybe we shouldn't do this or maybe we shouldn't gaslight the entire world mm. or maybe we shouldn't do x y and z no no, never. So it, it, every single time it gets worse and everything that we assume that they're doing keeps getting just proven again and again. But I have never, I've, I've now read, I, I think it's now about 140,000 pages of FOIA documents. And we're only talking about 47 today and, it, and it's like half of its duplicates. But, but out of 140,000 pages, I've only seen a couple of examples of scientists who were actually concerned about the people and considering the people's needs and and the need for the truth in their private discussions. And none of those people were at the NIH. Those were all like like scientists working for other government agencies. Nobody at the NIH has ever even considered being honest about this. Yeah, and, and this, this latest dump is just like a it, this, this latest dump 
to sum it up in, in like a sentence is basically showing how like we already know that they're censoring we already know they're coordinating narrative but this was showing that they were doing all of that right literally 10 days before we released the diffuse proposal they're still gaslighting and doing all this crap they didn't know that the drastic was going to release it obviously because they they would have been talking about it which once again i knew they didn't know but but it's so disgusting because by September of 2021, like all this evidence was coming out. And what they were doing is they were bitching and moaning to each other about everything that we were doing. And it's it's just sick. It's well, just sick. We get we can, as we get into it, we'll I've got my own uh take on um the people who are subject to their yeah i guess hate is a appropriate word here or scorn maybe scorn is a fits somewhat better but um we'll, we'll start with email number one and uh david morenz i will admit is not a character that i was familiar with up until uh this email release um he's senior scientist at uh nih and He's somehow been in there as a, a coordinator of sorts. Now, what I what I found interesting is, is in this batch of emails, you see them discussing um, their publications that they're getting or trying to put out, and how they well they seem to have frustrations with um, the publication um, process, which is just kind of a funny insight to see they don't get it all their own way and um you, you see them griping about the fact that peer review didn't go their way which is yeah that shows that somewhat the mechanisms are working with respect to how how this information should be handled and put out to the public so there's there's some kind I of i mean uh, well uh, yes yes so they didn't get everything they wanted all of the time the real problem with the process was was not the peer review it was the fact that that they they may have had to they may have not gotten their first choice journal or whatever or they may have had to like go through stages of revision or whatever but what was really happening is that the other side was not allowed to speak in that sphere so when only 2.7 percent of the articles out of 258 are even open to the possibility of there being a lab origin, mm -hmm. then even if you're a Zuanati and you're not getting the journal that you want, at the end of the day, you're still in complete command of the narrative. Yeah, I mean, so, they have the media apparatus there. So this message from David Morenz, um, Morenz, I guess, announce that um they've well, uh, did you want to put it on screen or uh um, so as we're reading and actually, i'm not I, watching the stream so so oh, the, oh, the layout is kind of nice in this fashion if i go to share screen we go really small oh no, this is okay and so i actually I, looked over and i just saw the stream and so i can see your your layout and yeah 
so now I, re- I, I was just watching you, your big fat face is no, just you on my big TV. When I look over, I can see, let me just move this. There we go. So yeah, now I can see what you're saying. A bit, 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 bit nicer for the, um, viewer. No, that was good. So, um, two on, uh, the 9th of September, 2021, Ida Dazak CC'd in first, uh, Robert F. Gary. Kristen G. Anderson, Edward Holmes, Jason Gale, uh, Rasmussen, Angie, Fat Angie, and uh, Robert Kessler, and Stephen Goldstein. And uh, yeah, I've never liked that Goldstein character at all. Um, as soon as he popped up on Twitter many, many moons ago, tell he was um, suspect. Part of narrative control. Now, um, Jason Gale does not ring a bell with me. Is that a new name for you? That hold on one second. Jason Gale is actually a new name, which is stunning because, generally speaking, I know everybody, but. Uh, I think that the reason why I don't know his name or Kessler's name is because they're they're not really that important. I did know Morin's. David Morin's is kind of like a like a a, a senior ish level a guy in the hierarchy at, at the NIH, and he had written like an op ed journal type article thing, if I remember correctly with Jeffrey Taubenberger and Peter Daszak in February of 2021, or of 2020. So right from the very beginning, he was involved in this. And what I didn't know, I mean, what, well, what nobody knew, what, we're, what we discovered is that he was one of the main conduits between Fauci and all of these other scientists. So he's he's one of the missing links and we, when you when you read these emails, that becomes blatantly clear. Another key thing that you see is you see Angela Rasmussen. Now, we are everybody already knows about Fat Angie. Everybody already knows that that Kevin is in. Kevin is ref, is discussed is called a misogynist in <laughs> Nature <laughs> with a really high metric score. See, Kevin. I like my my watchmaker uh, preprint has a really 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 high old metric score. Kevin is one of the only people like in our circle that has a higher one than me, and it's well, I don't know if it's technically his, <laughs> but he, but there's they call him a misogynist in the article, so it's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but yes. So, so the dizzy heights of uh, uh, science, uh, science fame for the doc. (laughs) So, so the the fact that she, the fact that she was directly connected is important because remember that, um, you know, one of the many things I've done is I've tracked her followership growth over time. And just just before I forget, because I will, I will forget this. For people who who stumble across uh, these discussions for the first time, um, that discussion and 
article publication <laughs> referencing myself was by Amy Maxman. Amy Maxman is linked by uh, her brother to, uh, oh, what's his name of Metabiota? Uh, uh, Wolf, Nathan Wolf. Nathan Wolf, yes. And yeah, um, Metabiota is linked, obviously, with uh, Epstein. He's uh, cited in the book uh, "Viral Storm" by Nathan Wolf. These are gross, disgusting networks, and Amy Maxman has left Nature Publishing Group. And is now in the Council for Foreign Relations. Okay, um, Kevin, that that's just a coincidence. Come on now. Yeah, Don't just, a just a coincidence. Yeah, AKLM says in the chat, would it actually hurt anyone to do away with the NIH? Probably not. No, no. I not this I I think that it. I think it just needs to go because. And do we really need it? I don't know. Um, be, be, uh, no, I don't think we do. I don't think we do. I really don't. I, I, because, I, I, well, let's face it, but, but Pfizer can do all the gain of function at once, and there's no regulations on it. So why do we even pretend? The only thing that's happening now is the NIH is basically a revenue generator for Fauci and for, for Pharma, just like that. the FDA and the CDC. Um, worse than that, that it's become a very, very um, efficient muzzle for scientists because they're so dependent on, on its support. And that's why we haven't seen people speaking up when we should have been. It's the, it's the scientist's job, especially the domain experts, to be speaking up about these particular issues. And th they haven't. And, and they won't. Um, because I wish I had my pie chart. I wish I had my pie chart up right now because because I show that that you know the NIH controls sixty percent of global funding. And when you add in Welcome Trust and DoD into that mix, you're talking about seventy percent of all public biotech research funding on the planet. All countries, all stuff comes from like those three organizations and so they can do whatever they want literally they could they dictate the outcomes for whatever they want i think that we could we could burn down the nih and give that money you could just randomly pick labs around the world and give them one-tenth of the money that we were giving to the nih and we could cure cancer in the next decade like, yeah. there's no reason for the NIH to exist anymore. There's just none. Um, and, you know, I've worked within that system. And, uh, you, you know, I was always outside the U.S., so it wasn't oh, really. Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, well, well, what were you saying back in 2020, Kevin? Yeah, you worked in that system? Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn into JC now, and I'm going to judge you for, <laughs> for, for not realizing why didn't you realize, Kevin, back in 2004 that the NIH was evil and, you know... Well, I mean, there was, there was always discussion about, do you, do you apply for the DARPA grants? 
Right, because they were that often they would cast a wide net, and that was available to overseas researchers. And look, I collaborated with people in the U.S. to try to get access to RO one type funding. Um, the but uh, you know, have, have they spoken up in in the last three years? No, I d I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. Um. The... Well, actually, yeah, they did. Uh, a presidential fellow Marine had to do it because zero DARPA, zero NIH. We talked about this before. There's 18,000 employees at NIH. There's like 2,000 at DARPA, maybe. Or actually, DARPA is like, kind of weird, but let's just, if you count the people they fund, let's just say it's 2,000. So that's 20,000 people that control a lot of research money between them. I mean, NIH really is the big one. And there were zero, zero whistleblowers. So we had a whistleblower from China, we had a whistleblower from the military, we had a whistleblower from EcoHealth Alliance, who previously had been in the military. Uh, we had another whistleblower from the military, and we had Brooke Jackson. And that's it. Like leaning in and like like I just gave you 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 add those whistleblowers with 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 um US right to know and uh and I guess the intercept or, or whatever. You you put that small group together and everything has come from them and nothing has come from the government. In fact, the, the two times when two different presidents or I'm sorry, well actually the same president, um Two times that Biden asked for like, intelligence reports, all 18 of our intelligence agencies and, and just stuff, what we spend now, I believe it's more than $100 billion a year. $100 billion a year. We spend, the NIH budget was, right at the beginning of the pandemic, was 40-something billion a year. So you're talking about a hundred, let's just say it's $140 billion a year. And all of that has produced zero whistleblowers. Zero. And you know, what people need to understand here as well is the universities themselves have become muzzle pieces because they're they're very much dependent on on that flow of money. What actually gets through to the uh, the PI is a fraction of what the actual oh, that's a fraction, but the 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 institute itself will take fifty to sixty percent of any grant you get as for overheads. Yeah, and that's that's normal. It can be more. Um, it could be less as well. Um, depends on the ground. So overheads like like having, uh, I want to say when I was talking to JC, he was telling me that the head of of the of like the research department where he was made like two point two million dollars a year or something. I mean, it, it's stupid, stupid money, and literally their entire job, their entire career has been built on gaining this funding. And then, then they make these ridiculous salaries because they're get, they're taking some off the top of all these different grants. 
So, of course, the people at the top, why would they kill the golden goose? They're, they're not going to do it. But what's sad is that nobody anywhere in the chain had the balls. Nobody was willing to give up a, a six-figure salary and say, you know what? Maybe I'm going to do the right thing and admit to the world that, that this is wrong. And they didn't well, do it. And that's what's terrifying. Is... Let's, let's read this out for the people. And then I think delve into You don't have to get very far into the email chain to sort of see um, the... Well, no, that's, that, that's what I was going to say is that they didn't... Is like As we're reading these, people need to understand that instead of somebody like standing up and having courage... The scientists were doing what we're about to read instead. And so when, and remember by this time, when, we're, when these emails were being sent, I, I was already holding Diffuse in my hand. I brought it to Jurassic, and we were in the process of writing the analysis as these emails are being sent to each other. They don't know that Diffuse is coming, and they're sitting here bitching and moaning about uh, some stories that The Intercept just broke. So that's the that's the the stage is now set for for these. So the subject, right? This is the e this is the email highlighted by Intercept. Here's the latest line of attack today, Peter and colleagues. As you know, I try to always communicate on Gmail because my NAH email is foyered <laughs> constantly. Right? In the first sentence, he's um he's admitting to a federal crime. Right now, look. That's correct. That's correct. Federal crime. I'll, I'll say this, right? You can look at all my manuscripts that I published where I'm the corresponding author and there's my Yahoo email. Why? Because as a, you know, someone trying to scrap through the system, you were never anywhere more than a couple of years because you were always just on a grant and your institutional email just got, was temporary and got burnt and no one would be able to contact you um, should they want to. Uh, have read your paper and w want to get in touch with you. So I, I always just put my Yahoo mail. But the um, if I was doing discussions in the background, of course I would use the um, institution's email to, to discuss issues or between myself and my uh, superiors or my subordinates, etc. You know, there might be the odd occasion that I'm traveling or something and it's easier to use uh, a Yahoo or a Gmail account. Uh, but here's someone who's, again, I would, I would say you're getting, behind, you know, a layer behind of the onion. This is one of those wheels and gears in the deep, in the deep state apparatus admitting that they will, they will circumvent the public's ability to be able to understand what it is that they are doing and engaged. Um, and I would make the presumption that this man has his fingers in very many different pies. He then goes on to say, well. it gets worse. Yesterday, my Gmail was hacked, probably by these goth assholes, uh, uh, Bonus holes. <laughs> bonus holes, sir. Bonus holes. And until IT can get it fixed, I may have to occasionally email from my NIH account. Now, look, um, we've, all, we've all been <sighs> fished, I guess, and clicked on the link when you thought it came from someone you knew or something important, etc. And you've got to go changing passwords. But um, this is a... Uh, <laughs> what? 
he he in his position he couldn't pay for a uh you know like dedicated email right or or email service now he has to use gmail and uh, probably one of the most unsafe platforms there is out there and he's doing <laughs> what cover for dod research via gmail unbelievable to me but anyway um we us goth assholes uh hacked it but it's it, look i'll i'll take a stab at his email address shall i david.morens at gmail.com i bet you <laughs> i bet you that's not far off right um so he goes on to say stuff to my stuff sent to my gmail gets to my phone but not my nih computer don't worry just send any of my addresses and i will delete anything i don't want to see in the new york times um well first of all first of all the new york times wouldn't actually publish it it would be the post but but oh my god oh my god that is so that's so incredibly illegal violating the federal records acts um i mean wow and, and but the the best part is is who is he talking to? So this is a chief lieutenant of Fauci, who has written papers with Dashik, who, and Fauci is sitting here literally, like a month earlier, Fauci was was telling Rand Paul to go bane in ignorance, eat, basically eat a dick. <laughs> yeah, go eat a dick. You don't know what you're because, talking about. Yeah, no. <laughs> with respect, you Senator, know, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. Gain of function. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So the gain, the the gain of function assholes, the people actually doing the gain of function, are calling us gain of function assholes because we are accusing them of doing what they're actually doing, and they're complaining about it. And like, I just, I mean, I did a tweet in response to this where I, I said, "All right, well." I guess that makes me an asshole, but um, oh, actually, I think it's a little bit later on where, where he talks about um, slander. So we'll wait. We'll wait till we yeah, get to we'll that's, that's, that's just time. So that's that's one that the intercept. Um, yeah, about. God, that, that is just, it's beautiful though. It's yeah, beautiful. That's, that's the first one. I will I delete anything that I don't. Yeah, that's just page one. Yeah, there's so many gems in this. There <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Peter Dazak responds, um, <laughs> here's a report in the Daily Caller that goes after the Goff argument that the chimeric bat viruses yielded more virus in humanized mice than the parental bat virus strain, he links to Daily Caller. There's a good response from NIH, an NIH spokesperson told the DCNF, the agency, uh, must be a typo. Uh, the agency never approved any research that would make coronavirus more dangerous to humans. Well, I, I would just uh, pump the brakes at that point, and uh, I—we <laughs> know that that's not true. That is that is a lie. We we know just from the, their previous documents, and the fact that again they were looking to put furin cleavage sites into backbones of these um pathogens and 
I don't care if they were yes, saying. Yes, Kevin, but there was no live virus at the. There was no live virus at the weir, even though they had live bats there. Right. The bats were there for for decoration. Add so, to the ambiance, right? You spend all that money on a BSL four. You've got to. Uh, you got to get the uh, ambiance. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, they say it in French, l'ambiance. Yes. Ambiance, yeah. Yes. Although no, I, th- actually, I, I, I think in uh, I think French now all you can say is Allah Akbar and uh, <laughs> jihad, jihad, jihad. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked oh, with. Uh, what? I mean, that is true. I was I did fly through Paris and uh, and uh, place is a mess, I mean, bro. Well, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, let's let's get back to this. I can spend all night talking about uh, Moroccan youth, <sighs> right? Um, in a bad way. Actually, yeah, you already. I, I actually, I, I, I did really enjoy the half of of, of the uh, of the stream that I watched where, where, where you obviously kept drinking after I left. Where they tried to blow up my uh, residence, <laughs> fuckers. Yeah, that was a fun. That, that was a fun stream. Um, right. anyway, so let's oh let's 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 just um, pump the brakes right there. Again, the the immediate response to that is to slap down diffuse onto the table because it involves the same person, Peter Dayzak, Eco Health Alliance, the same sketchy network, and it's a global network. That's right. That's right, Peter. You didn't know that uh, in 10 days from that email, we were going to drop that, did you? Nope, sure didn't. Now, he did find out, like, a couple days beforehand. And then he tried to run to the New York Times and, and plant a piece. He got word from Congress because because Congress knew about the IG whistleblower complaint mm-hmm. that Project Veritas released six months later. But, but, that, but that had already come to Congress because that... That's how Congress found out about it. No one knew that we were going to drop the actual documents. So Fat Peter, uh, whiny bitch Peter, who, who by the way, in at this time, and actually still makes, he was making three hundred thousand dollars a year. Now I think he's making four hundred thousand dollars a year, taxpayer funded, uh, which is as much as the president of the United States. And uh, he and Fat Peter didn't know that we were about to release the actual documents. So he ran to the New York Times. He had heard that Congress was was talking about the proposal, but even Congress hadn't seen all the documents. All they saw was the summary in the IG whistleblower complaint. So, so right at this time, they're sitting here saying, thinking, "Oh, well, we're just we're getting we're." we're pissing all over these weedies because it's okay because we're still safe, not knowing that we were about to just lay it on them. And so this is extra special and sweet for me because, because, because I, because I know what was about to happen. And I know that they, and what this shows me, this shows me, it proves that they didn't know that it was coming, which makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. So you're welcome, Peter. You're welcome. (laughs) Ah, uh, fat Peter, fat Peter. 
maybe I can just. Uh, I can't wait. I can't. I can't wait to testify against him in court. I just bring that this up. Peter. Sorry, I had to do it, but um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're coming for you, Peter. <laughs> that that uh, how should we say, taxpayer-funded no, lifestyle. I'm not coming for him. I, I'm not coming for him. Congress, but uh, someone's coming for him. And they're going to have handcuffs eventually. I'm sorry. I'm sorry just, bro. just on but, the strength uh, of this, right? I don't, I don't know why they're not pulling. Can't they do like Rico um, investigation and go in and seize their equipment and anything and everything? The fact that they're admitting to using burner phones and I, I'd get them all. I don't know how. Like, get Interpol, get Farrah, get get them all. Yes. Yes, they can, they can use RICO. However, the reason why we're having to do grand jury stuff, the reason why you and I have to be involved and we have to go these different routes is because Congress has no balls. And so they want to blame China. They don't actually want to know the answer. Because if they did, then they would do exactly what you just said. Oh, I just, oh God, I just saw your... But but they that's how sick this is, is that is that they don't even have the balls when when this evidence keeps just being dropped left and right. And it's it's sad because because we can't rely on them to do because you're absolutely right. We have all the evidence. They could prosecute all these people, bring them all in under RICO statutes or other statutes. I mean, we're talking, you're destroying evidence, spoliation of evidence or or obstruction of justice or both in some cases. Those are major federal crimes. And, and, and the FBI, well, I mean, the FBI just cut deals with Hunter Biden and turns out that they, during, as part of that, like, they didn't even get to the point where Tony Bobolinsky was even interviewed. And he was the guy who came forward just for the election saying, yeah, here's literally the emails. They published the emails showing that the Bidens were given, but, you know, so, so we can't expect it from the FBI and the entire reason why we're having to use grand juries and all these other means is because Congress doesn't have the balls and the Department of Justice doesn't have the integrity. So it's let we we have to keep fighting because they won't do it for us. But someone says in the chat it's because um, who is actually going to serve warrants? All the agencies are corrupt and compromised. Well, you know, citizens can serve warrants. Right? You can um once once a case is being brought, you can just go to their instance. It's not like they're hiding in some hidey hole in South America. Right, the institutes have an international footprint. Most of them serve serve them the warrants, and they're on the hook as well. well. So there's two things here. The first thing is is why do you think we're going through the states? Okay, well that was the entire point of the Crimes Against Humanity tour. That's the entire point of what me and Kevin and Joanna and Richard and Andrew have been doing. We put all those things together 
and we're going through the states because the states can do grand jury hearings and they can bring they can file suit against the federal government they can file suit against they can they can bring in all these people and the congress can't stop them and that is why we're doing what we're doing the way we're doing it because we have yeah. to um and shout other, out shout out my, to richard other, actually because that's that's his yes, yes. strategy um and no, he, he was absolutely he was absolutely right and the other thing that, that i wanted to throw in here is that the reason why i do what i do i believe that exposing this to the public is is above and beyond the most important thing why because whatever happens in the courts if the global public comes to understand what actually happened we outnumber whoever these people are a thousand to one or ten thousand to one so the only chance they have is to keep us in the dark because pissed off people all over the world we can solve this problem which is why they're trying the point to, is to not, not let it drop off the radar and let them um well that their their mechanism of escape right now is i i can it's just escalation of everything so that um um most people are just well the, the current thing distracts and you know when you've got wars kicking off everywhere and uh what have you that does um that does distract but make no mistake this is all linked and we can pull ukraine into this as well but this is this is uh particularly uh rich i'm just scanning through this email here the last paragraph um, the story is particularly irritating because if you look at the P3CO rules, it's clear they're meant for pathogens that occur in humans and might be made more dangerous. I think that's a very selective uh, reading of the, uh, the rules there. These were bat viruses that have never been shown to occur in humans. Let's also not forget that the virus with a higher viral load in mice was actually because it had the spike protein of a bat virus being flown around every night by tens of thousands of bats in rural China. Not something new created by us to enhance virulence. In fact, the opposite. The fact we could do this work with a chimera means that we don't have to isolate and culture every single new Batkov we find. He says it reduces the risk. I say it, 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 it streamlines the pipeline for getting into uh, these. And like I say, once, once you've figured one backbone and one cloning mechanism and you've got the the technique down for hot swapping in and out the spikes they can they can do this very rapidly they'll have a bunch of computing dedicated to what they think is the um the most optimal use of the let's say the you've got a limited number of space right in which to hang functionality and this is why the um, los alamos database is so critical with HIV and they've got to they've got to be able to tag every or put everything into the peptide that they're working with and then make sure that it functions properly and like I say I don't I don't care if they're saying oh we we were it was a pseudovirus and non-infective 
I don't care now, right? It's the fact that they were doing this work. And again, the pretense that, um, oh God, there's bats flying everywhere um, with this with this spike protein. Yeah, well, um, laboratories well, rifling yeah. through this and weaponizing it is a, a good deal above uh, bats flapping about. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that already the, the fact that SARS-CoV-2 can't infect bats should be a warning to people that it's not natural. So, I mean, nobody even knows that. But this virus cannot infect its supposed host. So it had to come from something else. And the problem is, is that the peptide, there's a really good paper called I love the title, and it's a journal paper called Thus Spoke Peptides. And in it, they show that the that part of the virus most recently was interacting with like a tree shrew immune system, but the spike protein itself would evolved from a human immune system. It evolved in the milieu of a human immune system. So what does that mean? Well, it means that that the that the the reservoir species for SARS-CoV-2 is humans. <laughs> so it so it didn't come from anywhere else. So if the reservoir species of SARS-CoV-2 is humans, then it can't be zoonosis. Because and if it came from humans, that also means it has it can't be natural. Let me because, let me just read that abstract from that paper I mean, because it's it's kind yeah. of interesting. SARS-CoV-2 is suspected to be the product of a natural. Or I'm surprised I got this into uh, publication. Actually, going off that first sentence, but I know. It, it's a it's a great paper. Yeah. Uh, it's suspected to be the product of a natural or artificial recombination of two viruses, one adapted to the horseshoe bat and the other donor of the spike protein gene adapted to an unknown species. Here we used a new method to search for the original host of the ancestral SARS-CoV-2 virus and for the donor of its gene and for the spike protein, the molecule responsible for binding to and entering human cells. We computed immunological T distances, the number of different peptides that are present in the viral proteins but absent in proteins of the host between 11 species of coronavirus and 38 representatives of the main mammal clades. Analysis of the pentapeptides, the presumed principal targets of T-cell, non-self-recognition, showed yeah. the smallest T-distance of the spike protein of SARS-CoV-2 to humans, while the rest of the SARS-CoV-2 proteome to the horseshoe bat. This suggests that the ancestor of SARS-CoV-2 was adapted to bats, but the spike gene donor was adapted to humans. Further analysis suggests that the ancestral coronavirus adapted to bats was shortly passaged in tree shoes. <laughs> well, the donor of the spike gene was shortly passaged in rats before the recombination event. Um, <laughs> see, just... see, the problem, the, the, the problem for them is that I've actually read these papers. <laughs> And I remember them. See, so like it was like when so I remember the title. 
I also remember in the discussion, and I remember in the conclusion, they have a very short paragraph where they sum it up and they basically say, uh, well, actually, you know, go to the conclusion. Yeah. It, it may be the conclusion. It yeah. might be. It might be the paragraph just above the conclusion. But it's a very short little sentence, like only a couple right. of lines. There's limitations. It's a beautiful summation. So uh, I'll, I'll just. Uh, uh, well, yeah, okay, it, it, just it, just it, in the it, conclusions, it, I can see it. I can see it. So I said both tree shoes and black rats yeah. mice live in central China. All of these species may well be sold in Chinese wet markets and or be used for passaging viruses in virological laboratories. Our results, therefore, do not answer the question whether the new virus is the product of a natural recombination of two viruses or the outcome of deliberate insertion of the gene of the spike protein into the genome of other coronavirus species. Of course, the probability of two ancestors of SARS-CoV-2 one adapted to horseshoe bats and one to humans being briefly passaged in two different species in a laboratory animal before a natural recomb recombination event does not seem high. Um, I would. Uh, I wonder how many times this has it's been cited. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the odds are not good. Mm. They, they, they say it several times throughout the paper that the whole point is that, um, yeah, that's. They're basically pointing out that uh, this didn't this this didn't come from nature, and um, because because it had to. Well, yeah, just so anyway, I love that paper, and and that's just one example of of this the stinky pile of poo poo that the once again the milieu that all this stuff is going on in, but remember that, um, God, dude. Just, uh, it just so, so anyway, so where were we with the uh, the emails themselves? Well, I, I, the, I would just let, 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 let me just sum this up for those who, um, perhaps are wondering why myself and Charles are chuckling at the that particular paper and just the genomics and science in general but but basically it's hammering home the point that you can take these backbones and essentially cassette like stick in these um, peptides of um for spike proteins that are essentially the uh, the weaponized part of the uh, of the virus and you could just add on to that that of course there's that open reading frame 10 as well which is unusual uh, with respect to the uh, the pathogen itself we'll not get into that right now but they're, they're, they're saying they're saying it outright that there's um it's phylogenetic uh space in which it operates has been tuned for humans and the the, the simple is the and it's it emerged like that. It emerged like yeah, that emerged. without any sort of precursor type um, uh, or, or predecessor virus being detected. And that's that's not even dependent on things like the furing cleavage site. This is uh, when they're talking about T-cell epitopes, etc. Exactly. It's a much broader um, description of the, well, again, this 
evolutionary distance, a phylogenetic distance uh, for host, uh, the host and the pathogen itself. And that's... Well, uh, well, that's why I like this paper so much. And this is what, this is what people, even the audience doesn't really understand. We have done a lot of research, okay? And we talk about the fear and cleavage site a lot for good reason. But that's not even remotely close to being the only thing that is unnatural about this virus. And like, I've got a list inside my, my worthless Excel file that's publicly available. One of the tabs in there has a list of like 150 suspicious things about this virus. And you can sort it by different, like, you know, uh, does it deal with transmissibility? Does it deal with the spike genome? Does it deal with, I don't remember all the different categories you can sort, but that's one of the 60 tabs in there. And all it is, is it's a list and each each item is has an active link to it. So for instance, the Vespoke peptides paper is one of those 150 different little nuggets that are in there. Those are all just pieces of evidence. And so so the, that's what these people, the public doesn't understand. That we have <laughs> we have enough proof for, to meet the standard of um, beyond a reasonable doubt. We, we, we've had that for so long that all we have to do is get this into court. And then we can put these people into prison. Because we we already can prove beyond a reasonable doubt that this virus isn't natural. We can prove that it was constructed using methods designed by these people. We already have the proof of intent. So we have the intent to create the virus. We have the virus itself showing the evidence that such manipulations were done. And we have a, a conspiracy to A, create it. B, hide that from the public. And then we have the crimes against humanity involving um, hiding that from the public and the impact of that on the response. So we're talking about we can hold them accountable at the ICC. We can hold them accountable in a federal court already. And that's what makes this stuff so disgusting because the public doesn't know any of this yet. Like everything I'm telling you should have been known two years ago, but the censorship is so great that let's let's not forget that that, that we have to was keep part rattling the, the tin cup. Yeah, Dayzak was part of the censorship apparatus, right? Working with Google, I want to say it was Google. It was either Google or Facebook. I think I think it was Google. I think it was Google. So literally stuff was being passed across his desk and he he was getting mm -hmm. to say yay or nay as to what was being fed into and, and again these it's not an even Remember playing field the internet right and, and of course yeah, Twitter as well um, a, a lot was uh, a lot was being done to obfuscate information to the public and again they want to get it down the road so people people forget right you know once the 
once the pandemic comes a distant memory, then they get to shuffle off with their pensions and um, stock portfolios. <laughs> That's right. No way, no how. Yes. <laughs> Not on my oh, watch, bro. <laughs> Well, so that, that's why I, 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 was, I was talking to my mom earlier today. Well, actually, I say I was talking to my mom until the stream started, actually. Um, I haven't talked to her since I've been here. And so I was updating her. And I was telling her just about, you know, the things that we've discussed about how Japan is, you know, it's got its ups and downs. But, but when you're not in the West... And then you look over at the West and you see the dumpster fire so clearly. Um, it's, it's just stunning. I, I was telling her, mom, if I, if I, if I just move here, I could just buy a really tiny house, not even a tiny house. I buy a house the same size as yours. No, it's a tiny cars, house, bro. <laughs> buy two new cars. I could, I could buy two new cars here. Mm. So sell my used cars, buy two new cars here, buy a bigger house than him, and I could retire tomorrow and live off my disability for the rest of my life because the cost of living is so much lower. And the I don't say rate, that. Feed the coon. I still got to eat. I don't have a disability. There's no inflation. <laughs> right, right. He, yeah, he doesn't have that. I, I do. But what I'm saying is, is that. I, I, I was trying to explain to my mom, mom, you don't understand. This is, it doesn't have to be the way that it is in the West. Mm -hmm. It really can just be, I, it's, I, I told her, I went one day into the future and 20 years into the past, because in terms of like society being stable in the United States, that's what we have here. It's not, it's not perfect, but oh my God, whew. So I just had to say that because because I was telling my mom and and, and I and I think that really made an impression on her because I think she, I think she heard in my voice are are you coming back or <laughs> <laughs> I will keep you here Charles <laughs> well and what I told her what I told her is is yes mom I'm coming back because I have to why because I have to go and be there and go into these courtrooms and do this stuff because. Because Congress doesn't have the balls to do it. Because the scientists don't have the balls to do it. So I don't have a choice. And that's that's what I that's what I ultimately told my mom was that I hate it. Like I'm sitting here in this. It's I'm in bizarre world in my mind because I could literally stop, drop everything, and just live a quiet existence tomorrow. Get your Bushido on, bro. And, but, uh, you know. but I can't, but I can't, but I can't do that because where I come from is on fire and I can't just abandon it. And it breaks my heart because, because it doesn't have to be this way. There's, there's no, there's no reason but once again, we couldn't be seeing uh, uh, Regis. Look, and, and look, Japan is has its issues too, of course. But I want to, I'm just scrolling through here. So they're responding, obviously, to uh, whatever the 
Yeah. So everybody in this email is making is making six figures. All of these scientists and people, they're making six figures in their income. Well, you're having to pay 40% more for groceries than you were three years ago. They're making six figures. They're talking about how they're lying to protect themselves. And they're bitching and complaining because, because they're having to deal with a little bit of pushback while they give us the middle finger. And... Well, it's uh, it, this comes up in the next the next mail, which is um, they're talking about Jesse Bloom and you know, Jesse. Oh, Bloom. God, how dare he? He he does uh, good breakdowns yeah. I think, on Twitter again. I, he he's, does. A, he's a bit too locked into the system for me to hang everything on what what he says. But you know, this is this is a from Peter Dayzak to the. Um, to the crew. Um, he clearly has a different view of the work at WIV and by other leading Chinese scientists and seems suspicious of their motives in many of his public comments. Oh. <laughs> Look, let's just expand out and give a bit of context to that statement, right? The reason that there's stuff going on in China was because there was a moratorium placed on this type of research to begin with. Right. I don't I don't think you would be seeing the push out to other countries for something that has so much national security impact. Okay, and uh, you can argue that they want to get in there because they want to monitor what the Chinese are doing. Why are they wanting to monitor what the Chinese are doing? Because they all have um concurrent military positions as well. We know that they have like we do they have biowarfare programs. As RFK Jr. has said... No, 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 no. We don't have biowarfare programs, Kevin. Only the Chinese do. Okay. And so we respond on them because... We just have medical so, countermeasure so programs. Were, That's it. Yeah, we have medical countermeasure programs, and they use our medical countermeasure programs to make bioweapons. But, but we never made bioweapons with those medical countermeasure programs. We only made medical countermeasures, except when the pandemic actually came or the bioweapon was actually used, we hid everything that we had learned, pretend we didn't learn it, and then we lied about it. So, I mean, it's not really a good look, but yeah, and anyway, yeah, anyway, we can, um, it's, it's just Peter trying to. Um, oh, <laughs> you had enough thank you thank you never enough arigato um uh, white lung kung fu twice twice with uh, the pesos thank you um Uh, anyone who's been on the ground in China rapidly realizes that man, the two, two aren't the same meaning the Chinese government and the Chinese um scientists themselves look it's it's a yeah, boondoggle right, right that <laughs> to expect any straight answers out of that system it's like expecting straight answers out of our system right and and to get on our moral uh, high horse about ah we you know we don't we don't do what they do etc yeah um all i would say is we're probably in a better position to be able to give criticism and get criticism out um maybe if we were in china this wouldn't be the case but um 
I don't know about you, Charles, but uh, my long shitty stick is capable of pointing at all of them and uh, pointing out the. My 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 branch has many twigs, mm. and uh, well, I was t- okay. I was dumb. That's um, vaguely sexual, but no. I th- this is this is the the fact. This is just another variation that like Peter Daszak knows that this could eventually be foiled. In fact, they all know because in September of 2021, this is three months after the the Fauci emails have been released. So that's what's, that's what's really interesting about these emails because by this point, they all know that the FOIAs can be coming. And Peter keeps playing the same game. He keeps playing the same game. But... A lot of the others, like this David Morton's guy, he obviously doesn't think that it's ever going to happen to him because he's just laying it out there left and right. And that's what's interesting is that that very first email is a a picture. He was just dumb because he just admitted he just admitted to a federal crime. And then when he's talking to everybody else, even though we don't even though everybody else is more careful you realize that they're all playing the same game and they all know it. And he, he's just saying the quiet part out loud. We got you guys. Sorry. Robert F. Gary pipes in. Sorry, this is happening. Oh God. The anti-science attacks are just getting more and more extreme. (laughs) Not the anti-science. The fact that they lean on this particular hobby horse is, uh, you you know whose hobby horse that is? Yeah, of course it's Hotez's. You know, um, that's right, <laughs> that's right. It's it's Peter Nazi Hotez who who calls everybody else Nazis and complains in peer reviewed publications that oh god the censored won't shut up, so we need to censor them more. Literally, that that's that's a pretty fair translation of what he said. He's like, we can't allow these people to speak because, because they're fascists. And so we have to keep, we have to censor the fascists more. Which means he obviously doesn't know what fascism, fascism actually is. And he doesn't see the irony of calling for more censorship because the censorship that they're already using, as the people who are benefiting from the censorship, isn't enough to prevent us from fighting against him. Yeah. What a giant pile of assholes. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he cries out in pain as he strikes you, bro. Yes, that there you go. That's right. You know when your parents when your parents are gonna spank you and said, This is gonna hurt me more than it hurts you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, oh hang on, hang on. Uh, hang on. Peter Dayzak's coming in here with uh responding to Christo. They're they're not in temporal order. But anyway, I'll read this. Just great to see your email, Christian, right on every point. The isolate versus sequence versus sample misnomer. Something that has really plagued me with this stuff. Jengli's group repeatedly used isolate for sample on GenBank. And I've made that mistake here also. Oh, so you're uh, you're incompetent. Good to know. <laughs> the no, mess no, no, work. No, 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 no. Remember, 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 once again, this is September of 2021. Peter Daszak knows the game, and he is—he is—he's—he's—he's 
he's he's the Pied Piper. Oh, oh, I'm just saying all this crap. It isn't actually true because I know that it's going to be foiled now because now that all the shit that we thought was never going to be foiled has actually been foiled. So now I'm going to say everything the way that it absolutely needs to be. And so we can we can assume that that all of the everything that he's saying, the reason why it's not like why it isn't redacted is because he's literally just lying now. He knows it. They all mm-hmm. know it. Mm-hmm. He, he he wants this, he wants this FOIA to come out because to make it seem like, oh well, you know. Yeah. So the, so that's what makes once again, that makes that's what makes this Morin's guy so funny because he wasn't he he wasn't with the program and he he, he was honest and that's what makes these these emails so interesting it's peter dasik is is he he knows this is going to be foiled and so so when these came out what you saw was this see see you guys foiled this stuff and, and there's nothing in here there's nothing in here well actually there was stuff in here but we didn't catch them because we already caught them so at literally everything that Peter Dassey just said, he wrote knowing that it was going to get foiled because this was this was this was past the U.S. right to know period. This was a year after the first U.S. right to know releases. So Peter Dassey, he's that slimy. I mean, Andrew has talked about it publicly on the the Kim.com broadcast and in other places. Like he, he Andrew Huff has literally stated that they knew. And Peter Daszak in particular, even back in 2014 through 2016, when Andrew Huff was there, Peter Daszak knew to be careful in his emails. So Peter Daszak is, is a, like he's the slime on the slime of the slimiest creature that has ever crawled out of the ocean. Like, it's a OG he, biofilm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, so... Well, yeah, there's, so, so there's there's some uh, there's some uh, shots at uh, drastic and Alina Chan here. So let's just see here. The other line of attack is one Jesse Bloom's pursuing that we didn't publish sequence data within six months of the final version being received as per our proposal. Jesse sneakily suggested this in an email to me last night, in which he asked for the sequence so he can do SARS-CoV-2 origin analysis. Well, at the same time, tweeting an accusation that we broke the rules in a chain with Alina Chan and the Seeker. I'm not sure whether, oh God, oh God, now I'm not sure whether to respond at all, but I might just let him know that all SARS Arkov sequences we had are already published in our 2020 paper in that communications. Um, it, it's, he's referring to proximal origins. No. What's the 2020 paper here? Nature communications. Uh, no, the nature medicine was. Oh, uh, uh, that's twenty twenty. Sorry. Uh, let me let me take a gander. Unfortunately, I don't. Like I, said, I don't have pulled up here. It's not the one poised uh, for human yeah. emergence. That's the twenty fifteen paper, right? I'm not sure what, but I might just have to know that. So I was cause we're already publishing our twenty twenty paper in nature communications. Um. I think that's what's called Latin et al. I think, which is uh, unfortunately, I'm pretty sure that that's 
that's the Latinet Owl paper where they publish like a hundred sequences or something. It might be more. I'm I'm just this is off the top of my head. But that that Latinet Owl paper, the preprint of that was one of the references in the proximal origin. Oh, and by the way, in April of 2020, we what's that? I've got it. Yeah, it's letting origin and cross species transmission of bat coronaviruses, and this this is where they're looking at that antibodies in. Uh... Right, was that Nature Communications though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so let me just go ahead. And, let me just go ahead and say that. So, so now that I'm I'm right again from memory, oh, man, I can't wait to be in court um, because. In April of 2020, while that preprint hadn't been published yet, but had already been referenced, um, we have an email from Peter Daszak stating, "Quick, we need to we need to make sure that to to tell Jesse to to or to to drop like a, a, like some sequences from their submission because we do not want these sequences to be connected." to predict okay mm. and he's talking to the predict head general Bassett and, and a few others because so basically they were editing they were removing suspicious sequences from the ultimate ones that were published in the final product okay that's how slimy these people are all right so when he talks about see we publish all of our stuff well we have emails saying see back when he didn't know that we were going to FOIA this stuff he, he was speaking the truth, or at least a little bit more of the truth. And so we know that they edited their submissions to Jisade specifically so that he could come back later. So so what he's doing is he's he's saying that they submitted everything in this document that he thinks will actually get FOIA and, and may could potentially be released. But in the private emails, they selectively removed suspicious sequences so that way it wouldn't tie back to predict because we didn't want these suspicious sequences to be tied to predict okay so that's how sneaky this bastard is so he references this paper so go back and, can, can you go back and like and just like uh, uh, can you read that again just like that sentence or two because it is it is so sickening that is how sickening it is I'm not sure whether to respond at all, but I might just let him know all the SARS-CoV sequences we had already published in our 2020 paper in NAT Communications. Again, the problem with these accusations is just that being accused of this by the press causes us seven levels of hell, and arguing back is even worse. Oh, my God. What a piece of shit. <laughs> so Peter Daszak, so Peter Daszak, he's building off of his lies, and he knows that that's a lie. Because he because he knows that they went and edited their their paper to remove suspicious sequences, and then in this email, that he, now that he knows the get, the score is up and the FOIAs are going to come out a year and a half later, now he's saying in here that they submitted everything when we have proof that that's not true. We yeah, have proof. And by the way, I just I just thought of that just now as you were saying that so i just figured out something else god he's a fucking weasel it gets <sighs> gets better dude in the next or the next deep man <laughs>
<laughs> wait for this. Did, did you did you did you want to add something more to? Uh... Well, I just want to say I just want to say that, folks, what you just witnessed was I just figured I figured out another piece of evidence just now on live stream, and that feels really fucking good. So, yeah, I can't wait to testify. <clears throat> All right, uh, from Christian, this is September 7th, 2021. Same, uh, oh, Eddie Holmes. He comes up later, right? But uh, he says, oh, God, it's harassment, plain and simple. That's absolutely oh, nothing to do with trying to find the it's truth. has nothing to do. <laughs> no, just want the truth. Yeah, and, and and in the context of like you know this is this is all going to be foiled, and uh... <laughs> they told you 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 cannot you cannot view this without understanding that that's what makes that's what makes this precious. Wait, the way oh, I the way oh, I see it though, oh, it's still there. we have oh we have a the entire U.S. intelligence community having completed their investigation. Unredacted grants and oh. annual reports to make health and see old theses from the WIV. This is exactly the type of information <laughs> that Ebright, Metzel, Realman, Bloom, Chan, and the rest of the lot have been requesting. Now oh. this work has been completed, what was unearthed? Nothing. I look at Nada Zilch. What was the date of that? September 7th, 2021. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. All right, people. So God man, if we had it if we were on Joe Rogan right now, this would be the funniest shit ever and millions of people would see it. Okay. <laughs> because because thirteen days, thirteen days after that email, we release what the intelligence community had but didn't release. And what they're not talking about here, so Drastic was already working on the diffuse analysis. We already have the documents. I already held them in my hand. And this prick is sitting here saying, oh, we found nothing. Oh, they showed nothing, except, except they don't know that in 13 days, proof of intent is going to drop. <laughs> and by the way, it's not, it's not just proof of intent. It's proof. That the, in, that the director of national intelligence lied uh -huh. to Congress. Yeah. Mm. This is why I'm safer here in Japan right now, because, yeah. because I can prove that. <laughs> because Avril Haines is a fucking liar. Mm. And you yeah. know what? Sue me for slander. Sue me for slander. Uh, what to say? I'm just... Um... She's on that list that that gentleman standing on that stage was uh, reading out. When he was talking about, how should we say, uh, I dual, I dual nationalities and uh, dual passports. <laughs> Who are these people? Who are they working for? Anyway, he goes on to say, oh, no gain of function work, despite what Ebright says. Oh, God, the same cloning system used again and again. Viracells used for virus isolation. SARS-CoV loses the FCS in those cells and no previously unreported viruses isolated. <laughs> and again, you know, the, the, this was just the first objection right at the beginning, which is uh, you don't know all the backbones that they've got working there. And um, the, 
Yes, you do. Yes, you do. They always publish every backbone, Kevin. They never, every lab in the world always publishes their backbones. You know, Los Alamos published the backbones to Fat Man and Little Boy, okay? okay. Except except they've actually never done that. Even, even 75 years later, they still haven't released the full schematics. They still haven't done it. Okay? So so this 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 fantasy world that we live in where oh but everything everything is in the literature you're right yes everything is in the literature except every bioweapon ever every chemical weapon ever i went back and made a list there has never been a chemical or biological or nuclear weapon that has ever been created where the the mechanisms of of its creation were published in a journal prior to its use not once i literally made a list and you know there's this very disturbing element which is that the those older generation weapons were made in a different time different system and there's this and this is this is why it's so disgusting that they've they've cloaked those endeavors with the with the shield of academia right it's just the the search for truth and knowledge as best as uh, the human the human species can manage and um that is just it's such a it's such a tiny fucking fig leaf man that they're trying to wave in people's faces as they pull this as they pull this bullshit off um but anyway, he goes on to say, as for goth work, again, nothing. I note the mention of work with recombinant mares in the year, re year three report for work proposed in year four. Depending on the nature of the work, that could be considered goth dirk. However, when reading the year four, year four report, I don't see any of that work mentioned. I oh, imagine that. <laughs> they didn't make the report. wonder why. Just work with pseudotype viruses. Wait, which... wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. I have a quick question. Is this Anderson or is this Dashik speaking? Is it Anderson? Oh, okay. So, so, huh? Well, so so Dasik and Anderson are talking to each other, and Dasik at this point they, they had they had released their annual reports like two years late. Why is Christian Anderson telling Dasik anything at all? Like. Dasik, it's Dasik's like work. Dasik doesn't need to know what's in the annual report. He's like, I don't see anything in, I didn't see anything in the annual report. Well, well he's, he's okay, just well, he's playing I mean, his part. Actually, what, he, what he did with Proximal. He's playing his part. His origins and um, and again, that's exactly right. Like the fucking FBI should just be swat. Well, I say the FBI, they can't, they can't do anything these days, but some agency that hasn't been broken or corrupted just needs to be storming through their windows and doors, flashbangs going and lifting every bit of electronic device, media, paper, paperwork, anything and everything. Because we already know that they've admitted to uh, doing that. <laughs> uh, let's see here's one of the journalists they're talking about one of the intercept journalists um so there's a long list of the Mara 
Yeah, Mara Hisventhal, yeah. Have you spoken to her? No, no. And and I'm not a big fan of the intercept because after we released a fuse, they refused to talk about the fact of where it came from. Oh no shit. They they actually only only after we complained that they actually mentioned at one point that it came from us. They they took they didn't take our analysis. They didn't discuss our analysis. They took our file from our website, put it on a document cloud, and linked to that, like, like like that original document, instead of just linking to our files that we already had. Like they went out of their way to completely not credit Drastic. And Mona and Francisco and, and Gills and several others, like they, they like raised a big stink. And finally, after we raised the stink, they acknowledged where the the reference that they came from. But I mean, it was disgusting. Like the way that they handled it was really, really, really disgusting. So the intercept can go fuck themselves because they wanted to take it. They didn't want to credit where it came from. They wanted to spin it. And it, it, it the way they handled it was disgusting. And even now, they're being they're being two faced, and they're playing political games as they release these stories. The, the intercept is not on our side, and they are they've been manipulating this and 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 portraying it the way that they wanted to. So the so the fact that that Dashik is bitching and whining is is hilarious to me because. Because the truth is so much worse. Like it's not like these journalists are actually doing that much to hold them accountable. Just, just, just wait. Just wait till we're in court, Peter. Just wait till we're under oath. Because, because well, Mara Hispital well, is not your biggest problem. Fortuitously, Charles. The next email says uh, from David Morenz. Do not rule out suing these bonus holes uh, for slander. <laughs> Sent yes, from his I iPhone. I, I, didn't, I didn't know when it was coming, but I knew it was coming. Why? Because I tweeted the fuck out of that when I, when I got it. I don't even need to. Are you, you going to go find the tweet? Because I can probably tweet uh, if you, if you could, it. If you've got a link there. I don't, I don't need a link. I can remember what I, I, can remember what I said. I, I know the tweet you're on about. Just It'll take me a few minutes to... Yeah, no, it's okay. No, no, I, I can just, I, I can just say it. I can explain what I said because basically, what I said was, I'm gonna translate here. I'm gonna add in a few words because I, I was being nice. Uh, but basically, I said breaking news. NIH uh, says that they want to sue us goth assholes for for slander. Bonus holes, sir. Bonus and, holes. Um, I apologize. Uh, well, actually, I, I don't. I don't know what the word for apology is for Japanese. So I'm just gonna. Uh, I was gonna say arigato. Gomenasai. Think. Gomenasai. You don't even know. Oh god. Gomenasen. Gomenasen or gomenasai. So. Whatever. Uh, so. But basically, what I said was, "Is oh well, that's good." 
Uh, you know what? Let's just bring up the tweet because now now I'm, I'm getting distracted and I don't want to. I don't want to miss any of the. I don't want to mess up the the atmosphere. Jim, uh, let's see. God, because because after I made that tweet, I then tweeted like ten memes and other things. And like I I, just, I went after them hard because because oh, it was too easy. I mean, I just loved it. Like that was a good day for me because everything that I had been saying for two years was even just further just laid out there for the world to see. And plus, I'm the only person in the world that can really say what I was able to tweet. So it feels good. Holding down. They see me scrolling. They hate it. You've been so busy, though, on Earth. I'm, I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> That was a busy day for me. Yeah, I've got it. Breaking. NIH says, don't rule out suing these bonus holes for slander. Shogun Rikasu responds, well, today is your lucky day, NIH. That will be super easy since you'll already be in court hearing soon. Anyway, go ahead, sue me. See you there. Semper Fidelis. Um... I'm sure I retweeted and then, that. And then I had, so, you see, it takes away so, my so fucking had, retweets, dude, and likes. I know I've retweeted that. It one. does that to me, too. It does that to me, too. All the time. All the time. But the point is, so so basically what I, the, the three images that I had there, if I can remember correctly, now the first one is is them talking about how we're bonus holes and that they're going to sue us for slander. And then... Then the next picture is my watchmaker like list of conclusions that I that I built my my like the affidavit evidence that you know I, I'm willing to testify under oath about, and then I included my Memorial Day message from 2022, which was like a much smaller version of the watchmaker argument, basically calling them out and saying you know you know. You want me to come get me? Because here, I, here's what I'm claiming that you're doing. I'm laying it right out there. So if they want to come and sue me for slander, go right ahead. I dare you. I dare you to sue me for slander. You can have all my money, except you're not going to get it. And they'll never sue me for slander. Why? Because they don't want to be in court. That's the problem. They don't want to be in court because they don't want to have to go through discovery and all this stuff. So they have no balls. They know that if they go to court, they're going to lose. So, yeah. So, blow me, NIH. Go ahead. Sue me. You're a bunch of lying assholes. You lied to the American people. You lied repeatedly. You you helped create this virus, directly or indirectly. It's your fault. I hold you partially responsible for the death of millions of people. And I know, I swear to you, that I will not stop until you are held accountable. Because surely, you're a bunch of lying pricks. Surely that is deserves, that slander? Is lying pricks? That deserves sir, a Jai Hind. You're not going to hear it, but. Uh... Jai Hind! That's okay. Just as long as they do. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so gross what they're doing here. 
Um, I'm just, I'm just trying to think if there's uh, this this whining missive from uh, Fat Peter. Oh, to be honest, this whole process is beyond a joke. We're spending a huge amount of staff time dealing with the BS from these FOIA requests, even though the grant's been terminated, suspended, and funds are still unavailable. <laughs> He's, he got that bag, right? Do you remember the, like all the all the uh, anti-Trump bullshit that got thrown up into the air by uh, well by uh, basically chairs and uh, heads of departments all all uh, <laughs> all fulminating that uh, we may have just uh, pinched off a little bit of the flow of money going to this uh, very very sketchy research. Well, the program doesn't quite cover it, but just, uh, just the lab leakers are already staring at bullshit lines of attack that will bring more negative publicity our way. Oh God! <laughs> Which is what this is about—a way to line up the goth attack on Fauci or the risky research attack on all of us. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, well, God, the and, and, of these people. Yeah, and like I say, in the background is uh, is diffuse. That's right. <laughs> they don't know it's coming. They don't know it's coming. It's great. <laughs> the thing is, dude, it's 2am and it's school night, so... Um... Yeah, we can't do this forever, but jeez... So just uh, people need to understand that uh, I've waited, I've waited two years and we're, we're still not there to justice, but, but at least, at least I'm, a, I'm still alive and I'm able to explain the context because the context make this, makes this so much better because there's such slimy pieces of shit and they don't deserve like they don't deserve anything except to be held fully accountable. Yeah, no way. That's it. Mill millions of people have died, and oh, by the way, since since we're probably going to close up here in a minute, I just want to say this. Yes, thirteen days after the seventh, we released the diffused proposal, and you know what else happened? Right after that, Peter, you know what else happened? Uh, a 26-year-old died from that virus that you helped create with the chimeric construction, as said in Diffuse. And I hold you responsible. I do believe that you're a murderer. And so I want you to sue me for slander. I really want to. Because like I, cause like I, like I said, on October 1st of 2021, to uh, Caitlin's... Uh, widowed husband i will not stop until the people responsible for this are held accountable and i know peter that you are one of those people so i'm not going to stop so please please sue me for slander please he ain't doing shit i'd slander him week in week out <laughs> that's nothing <laughs> come on come at, come at me bro and the thing is, the thing is, right? What 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 they're doing here is, 
well, not what they did. They're they're complaining about Jamie Metzl, Alina Chan, and others wanted a forensic investigation. But I thought it would be private and. Real I mean, I complained about Jamie Metzl and Alina Chan. But uh, but this is this is the funny part. The grants that they thought would be private and written before the pandemic do not mention a new SARS-like virus. I'm sure that a new virus, 76% similar to SARS-CoV-1, would have been front and center in the applications progress reports. Um, again, in in light of uh, diffuse, in light of these programs, in light of databases being taken offline, everything everything is suspect and points to the culpability of these people if if they if they didn't spawn the actual virus they were uh, certainly involved in it it's in the work in creating it and see this you know, this is this is a role of you don't need those and, in uh, japan bro <laughs> got washlets i know i don't well, that's why I'm using it. You've evolved. Lives, so. <laughs> I've evolved. No, but, but here's what I want to do. And the, for Peter Daszak, this is for you. I hope that someday you see this. And Christian Anderson and Robert Gary. And I know that, Robert, you'll be testifying soon in front of Congress. And I look forward to that as well. Uh, but, but this is for you, because I'm just going to pretend that this is a mic right now. I mean, well... Because I have a microphone, but I don't want to drop that. So, but I just want you to know, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. No, I would just say this: um, Jamie and Alina, and um, they they're going too soft, right? And that that's a problem in my book. They've been too soft from the beginning. Um, they of course they, have. they will not um, step into the bio warfare. Uh, terrain and you know in, in my mind at this point there's no there's nothing else for them they should be talking about that to be to be playing and you know i've I've seen alina getting i guess up in a tizzy about these emails because she's getting mentioned and what have you but again she's got a bit of press and light on her right now why is she not talking about dual use programs specifically why is she not talking about how these weapons programs have infiltrated these institutes i have a pretty good idea it probably has something to do with the fact that she's uh making chimeric ebola and all sorts of other things up the, at the broad institute in massachusetts so i can reasonably assume that that's why she's not digging further into this um but her hands aren't clean I mean, you know. So. I, I, I agree. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I guess this is... Uh, I'll see if I can find it real quick. It's always at the bottom, but... Guilty. 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 Look, um... I don't have, you know, my, my issue with Alina Chan is a scientific one. You need to be going harder. Jamie Metzl, I just don't trust because he's Council of Foreign Relations. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, 
uh, we need to remove those people from okay. the equation as much as possible. Hold, hold on, hold on. Kevin, Kevin, when have the Council on Foreign Relations ever done something not that made that means that they should be not trusted now? Come on now. Okay. How dare I? That is just how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? All right. So I'm just gonna I'm just you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep doing this. Christian. <laughs> Yeah, got 150 people, 160 watching. This is fun. This is fun. And it's a good floor, so it gets a little bit of a little thud to it. Let's see who else. Um, Gary. Edward. Oh, Eddie. Where are we? Where are we? Huh? Oh, Eddie. Oh, yes. Uh, Eddie. Did you say Fat Angie? I can't remember. I don't know if she's worth it. I don't know if she's worth it. She's not important. You just, you just needs a good kick in the bonus hole. <laughs> Beth Corber? Uh, uh. That's, that's for Caitlin. That's for Caitlin. I hold all of you responsible. Sue me for slander. I, that ain't happening. I don't, I don't see it. I, I hope uh, we're still yeah. streaming. Uh, that would be a shame. That'd be a shame if not. Well, it's it's recorded. It says streaming. It just okay. It's just restreamers. <sighs> All right. So I guess we'll we'll finish up there. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the outro and then um, have a quick word with you before hitting the hitting the sack, dude. Um, so just. Bear with me whilst this is this is playing. So say goodbye to everyone and thanks everyone for watching. And uh, it's, there's more coming. Arigato. Later, guys. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do. I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these papers. I will fucking kill each fucking kappa, I swear! <laughs> this is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they actually playing. Fuck these kappas. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood, blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers! All that fire? I like this guy. Send 10.45,000 returns in. Let up! 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 Let up!